How are we showing up in our relationship? As a full cup or an empty cup? How well do we know ourselves? Are we creating a relationship where we feel comfortable to act for our needs, wants, desires, and even fantasies? Are we having high expectations for our partners to know what we need, want, and desire without knowing it ourselves? And finally, in this episode, we'll explore about do we have a vision for our relationship? Deborah Cat lives a turn on life as a pleasure CEO. As founder of the Pleasure Playground, she works one-on-one with men who have lived their whole lives pleasing others and are ready to live life on their own terms. Deborah leads monthly classes online exploring the edges of sexuality and spirit. She combines her diverse background, tantra massage, and BDSM to support men and couples to experience satisfying relationships and masterful sex. Deborah is a certified tantric educator, bonsage trainer, orgasmic meditation coach, and currently a student at the Somatica Institute. Welcome to the Mastering Life's Relationships and Intimacy podcast with Lucia Gabriela, a sacred space free of fear, judgment, and shame, where we come together to learn and explore how to awaken, unleash, and unlock our inner master self. I am Lucia Gabriela, your host, founder at Nuna Holistic Retreat Center, the Sacred Love Temple, and the Sarasota Dark Temple, creator of Tantra Kink, a fusion of Tantra and Kink BDSM, relationship and intimacy coach, integrated somatic therapist, Tantra facilitator, speaker, and co-author. To learn more about any of my transformational coaching and somatic experiences, Immersions Weekends and Couples Retreat, visit www.luciagabriela.com. So welcome, Deborah, to a podcast. I am so delighted to be here. And um, thank you so much for inviting me. This is a beautiful space to be in. And we get to talk about my absolute favorite thing on the planet, which is relationships. Well, my second favorite. Sex is my first. Relationships is my second. <laughs> But those two definitely go together. You're so adorable. So, <laughs> so for those who don't know you, please share a little bit about you. And then we're going to go right into the topic of like, what do you think is one of the mistakes that couples, uh, you know, that we have in relationship? Sure. Well, thank you so much for asking. So uh, right now I live in Santa Cruz and um, my partner and I have been together for 22 years. We are not monogamous, although COVID has, uh, due to COVID, we are functionally monogamous. And that's kind of a new and exciting thing because we get to rediscover each other. Um, but, you know, it, it, it's taken a while to get here. So I've been really lucky. I grew up in San Francisco. I had alternative lifestyle all around me. Um, I like to say that I... I learned everything I know about relationships backstage at the Renaissance Fair. And what I mean by that was like, this was this amazing open space where like we were playing and improving, you know, all day long and we had costumes and props and, and, you know, we just took this to the bedroom. Right. So, uh, and, 
and it was really fun and it was really playful. And I, I didn't even really sort of know that I was kinky because I thought, wow, that's what everybody does is, you know, bring this play into the bedroom. And then when I was in college, I, I started dating guys that weren't from the Renaissance Fair. And it was kind of an awakening because all of a sudden I was encountering all this shame and all of this like discomfort around sex, around, around kink, around like desire. And it really shut me down. And so, um, you know, after about, you know, several years of really unsatisfying experiences, I, I just was like, this is it. I need to learn how to do something different. And I read all of the books. I took all of the classes, everything from the rules to Tantra to kink to, you know, how to, how to, if there was a how to, I did it. <laughs> And so, you know, uh, so that just sort of brought me to this place of like knowing what I wanted, knowing what I liked and knowing how to ask for it. And then when my partner showed up and was like, you know, we had a lot of chemistry, it was a lot of fun. And then he was like, yeah, I, uh, I'm not interested in being monogamous. And I was like, uh, uh, okay, uh, I'll stick around as long as that feels good. And 22 years later, it still feels good. And so that's kind of how I got here because, um, you know, people started sort of asking, you know, what are you doing? What are you up to? And so that's kind of how I started in my coaching, uh, my coaching and my teaching. And then, you know, I got more sight, you know, more, more nerdy about it. And, and so here I am today. Thank you for sharing that. I love that you bring out the aspect of polyamory and like non-monogamous relationship because it can like help us to also see relationship from a bigger um, point of view for a different point of view. And um, yeah, it's interesting. So let's dive into the conversation. When, when is the one mistake that you believe that we do in relationship? So I think the biggest mistake we make in relationship, well, is not coming to the table full. Um, not even coming to the table, knowing what it is we want and putting everything on our partners, right? Like if you think about the classic stories that we're told and cultural norms around sex, it's like women are um, not very empowered to ask for what they want and men are um, you know, they're charged with knowing exactly how to please us without us asking or having the conversation. And so I think the biggest uh, thing I see in relationship, the biggest mistake people make is not asking, what are you into? But more importantly than that, not ever asking, what am I into? What makes me happy? What makes me filled up? What makes me, um, you know, juicy and turned on and it's like you know how you see people who are just like they walk into the room and you're like oh I want to be close to that right well generally speaking what that is is they've you know they they take they 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 know what they want and they do more of that in their lives right versus um you know, just sort of going along with what we think we're supposed to do. A lot of the men that I work with are guys that have been like, you know, uh, they've done the thing that they're supposed to do. They married the right woman, they took the right job, 
but they never ask, what is it that I want? What is it that makes me happy? What is it that turns me on? And so that gets us to a certain point, but then at a certain point, we need to ask ourselves, what am I into? And how, not just what am I into, but what are the things I can do to have more of that in my life? Um, I'll give you an example. Uh, one of the things that I see a lot with my clients is, uh, you know, men who are interested in power play and it, you know, or they're, and, and they've never really allowed themselves to explore that because it doesn't fit with their idea of who they're supposed to be, right? So we have this idea of who we're supposed to be, and then we try to fit ourselves into that box versus kind of showing up as who we are and finding others who want to play in that realm. What I like to do is, is start with this idea of, um, you know, what is, uh, what are the things that I enjoy, right? What are the things that make me happy? How can I do more of that? And how can I bring that into my relationship, right? Because the thing is, is that like what, and, and it takes a certain amount of vulnerability. It takes a certain amount of honesty. It takes a certain amount sometimes of, um, you know, pushing against the norm of figuring out like, who am I and what do I want? And then, <laughs> then we get to practice asking for it. And biggest of all, we get to practice receiving it, right? Because a lot of times I think we ask for things and we don't necessarily expect to get it. And then when somebody says yes, we're like, holy shit, what do I do now, right? And so there's this, there's this interesting dance of like all of these factors coming together. I like to say that relationship math is a little bit different than normal math because in regular math, it's like one and one is two, right? Well, in relationships, one and one is actually three or more depending on how many people that you add into it. But there is the relationship is this, uh, I don't wanna say, and it, it, it's this, it, it, it's like this, almost this personality that takes on, um, that, that has a, a flavor of its own, right? So uh, for instance, it's like, you know, when, when um, what do I wanna say? So like with my relationship, you know, over the years, we've, we've, we've done a lot, we've had a lot of different configurations, right? We've been, you know, there've been times when it's just been he and I because, that was what was best for the relationship. There are times when, um, you know, we've both had other partners and nobody, you know, interacts with each other. There have been times when, you know, one of the two of us have other partners and all of us interact together, but there's this guiding principle of what is best for the relationship, right? Because, you know, if I'm just like, well, I want this, and that's the only thing that matters, you know, my freedom, my needs, my desires, um, that's great if you wanna be solo poly or solo dating, but if you're actually in relationship, there's, there's more people, you know, there's, there's more things to consider. And so it's this delicate balance of um, coming to the table 
with my wants and my desires and knowing that some of them are going to be fulfilled by my partner, but some of them are going to be fulfilled by me, right? Like if I just come to the table and I have to be able to give and receive, does that make sense? Like I have to be able to ask for what I want. I have to be able to receive it. And I also have to be able to like, sometimes there's going to be times when, um, you know, when my partner wants to explore something that like may not be very high on my list, right? But it's, it's not something that's like an absolute, you know, no, but it's just not something I have a whole lot of interest in, but it's something my partner is interested in. So as, as, as a partner and as part of a relationship, I am interested in exploring this thing with them just to see what happens, right? So one, a, a, another big mistake that I think people make is not having curiosity in the relationship, right? Like we get to this certain point and I have to say, I love, you know, I'm so grateful to COVID for this because I have literally rediscovered my partner. I've literally dis rediscovered his body, his thoughts, his, you know, um, his desires. Like what are some of the things that, you know, we've just been on autopilot about for the last couple of years. You know, for the last couple of years, we both had other lovers that were very, you know, the, and that's where the juice came to our relationship. But, you know, we had to, or we chose, um, all of us chose to, you know, stop seeing each other um, just for the complications of COVID. And so it was like, I got to relook in the mirror and see who am I and who is this person? And um, thankfully, <laughs> thankfully, I've, I've discovered that this is a person that I like a lot. I want to spend more time with and am willing, you know, like, you know, I'm willing to, so like, for instance, with um, my partner's a big movie watcher, and I am not, I'm not a big movie watcher. However, I, uh, I have discovered that if, you know, if I say yes to watching a movie, I can curl up in his lap, and I can get my closeness, you know, uh, satisfied that way, and he gets, he gets to feel, you know, he gets to watch his movie, and, and it's something we can do together. And so, you know, I've noticed that I've I've um, gone into places where, like in the past, I would have just been like, no, babe, you do that with someone else. There's not someone else to do that with at the moment. So I've gotten to rediscover my willingness and my, um, I don't want to say generosity, because that's not it. I'm definitely getting something back, allowing myself to be more available to what's actually possible in this moment. Also, the aspect of willingness. Um... You know, that willingness, the desire to be with your partner and just grow up, watch a movie. I can't believe that you are not into movies, Deborah. <laughs> I'm a movie person myself. Like one of my, my favorite times is like movie times. Like we kind of like book ourselves to have movie time. Uh, <laughs> it's like, it is like, it is in my family. Uh, for example, we watched the whole 25, 26 movies for the Marvel series in the timeline order. So we have movie night every single day for 25 days. And, <laughs> yes, and usually those movies are like two hours or two hours and a half, mostly. 
So we would start at seven or eight o'clock and we end like at nine o'clock and something like that. And that is a way for me to connect with my partner, my daughter. And people would say like, well, you know, movies is not a way of connection. But actually it is like, for me, it is because we're gathering together, we're watching something, we're talking about it. And like, we're looking forward to the next one. <laughs> and um, and my partner, Jacob, he's one of those that he would, <laughs> if you want to get him upset and really mad, <laughs> you start watching one of the movies without him. <laughs> he's so Oh funny. my. Because he will actually like we we watch one movie without him. Like he actually he actually took the uh, what do you call it the the TV like the Amazon that we have it like something like that. Like one of those things that you put on a TV. So we have Netflix, Amazon Prime, and all those things. And um, it was funny that he just took it because he's like, I'm gonna take it with me. That way you guys don't watch it without me. And that would be one of the ways that he will get triggered. Because he will feel missed out, you know, like left mm. out. He will feel like, you know, not important, not significant. So believe it or not, a lot of our needs get fulfilled when we are together as a family watching movie time. Oh, absolutely. No, I, I totally, and I love that that's a thing. Um, and it's, it's funny because I will say that we have gotten into a couple of different series. Like we watched, um, oh gosh, I can't remember what it was called, but like, you know, we, we definitely have gone on, um, you know, serious things like, oh, I know. Uh, so Tiffany Haddish's She Ready and then They Ready um, was were two series that we both watched. And then, like you said, you know, we've got this context to talk about of like, you know, who did we like, which of the, you know, which of the comedians really struck us. Um, and then, you know, in that particular series, we just were really um, interested in the fact that, like, there is this way that this performer, um, you know, basically got famous and then turned around and was like, hey, I'm taking you with me. And just like, what does that mean? Like, what does that mean in community? And what does that mean in society when we can actually take our success and support others? Um, you know and how important that is and like what are that that actually was one of the things that really we we really started talking a lot about is like what are the things we want to support in you know what do we want to take our relationship to support right so um yeah that's so yeah. a beautiful point that you're bringing up it's like one of the things i share with my clients and i teach is that like we come to create partnership. Like when we're in a relationship, we all are in relationship. Like we are relating. Like right now, I'm relating with you. We're relating with the audience. We are relating. But when we come together um, to create partnership, like intimate partnership, you know, parenting partnership, business partnership, uh, traveling partnership, you know, it, it is really important to pay attention that we come to co-create something together, and it's a co-creation, and you know, when we create a business and we have other partners coming into the business, we have a vision, we have a mission, a statement, we have values, we have like, we have so much in place to create something, not just for ourselves, but also for the community. So I feel like in relationship, I look at it the same way, where it's like when we come together with another individual, or even if we have a a three or four or five or six or seven or 10, doesn't matter. Like, like what it is that we are co-creating together, not just for ourselves, but for our children and for the community mm. that we are involved with. Absolutely. And to me, Absolutely. that's really important. 
uh, to come from that level of consciousness and awareness, because now, now you're coming from the mindset of like, we are creating a structure for, and a foundation for, um, for these, these partnerships to grow and to live something to uh, future generations. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I love that. And it's funny. One of the questions that I like to ask um, uh, my guys is like, are you, are you somebody who wants to build the castle with a partner or do you want to build the castle and find your queen and invite her in? And it's kind of like, you know, what kind it kind of goes to what are you talk what you were just talking about is it's like are we creating our vision together or are you getting on are you joining me in my vision and you know sometimes like the the vision for the relationship is you know conscious expansion sometimes it is child raising and you know creating that really yummy safe home space Sometimes it's, you know, the consolidation of property. Um, and it's just a good thing to know, like, what kind of, you know, relationship you're in. And, you know, sometimes that doesn't actually reveal itself until you're in process, right? Like, I think that, you know, new relationship energy, we get so caught up in it, which is a wonderful thing, right? Mm -hmm. But it's not the best place to make, like, long-term life um decisions from right like new relationship energy you know the energy when you two people come together um is about creating that that connection there it's about cementing that connection it's not necessarily long-term vision and um you know which is kind of funny because in my in my opinion in my experience that relationship energy sticks around for about 18 months and most of us make choices around that relationship within the first eight to 12 months. So we're kind of making these relationship choices, you know, under the influence, if you will. Um, but, you know, again, that's why it's sort of important to, to know what it is, you know, that you're into and what you're looking for as you're stepping into relationship. You know, and again, as, as you step into this relationship, Am I, you know, am I full? Am I actually capable of, of, of giving to my partner, of giving to the relationship everything I want to give? And, you know, that's kind of an edgy question to ask yourself because at different times and points in our lives, we're not able to be 100% available to a relationship. You know, a lot of people, when they are building careers, their you know their energy is in building it's not in um it's not in in that home space you know unless there are you know both people are committed to whatever it is they're building does that make sense yeah and you're bringing such a great point because um we do go through cycles in the relationship and i feel like one of the mistakes that we also have in relationship is that we don't understand and value the cycles that our relationship goes through the cycles of you know the spring like summer fall and winter right so it's like the spring aspect of it would be like the three you know the the newness of the relationship like everything is fun everything is new everything is is pretty it's like it's cool it's fresh it's like 
it's fun it's exciting and then we have summer right like and then we go into the whole aspect of the metaphor and we can go into a stage where we're like in hibernation time like with the winter time and and many times I feel like one of the things that can happen in that stage of the relationship is that we feel like we don't have time and energy and resources to provide and give to a partner. That is our time for us to come back to ourselves. So when, when we come back to spring, we're like, here am I, you know, here I am again for you and for the relationship and come back again to when it's winter time to like, okay, this is like time to take care of myself, time to recharge, time to like come in and like, you know, cuddle, cuddle up with you, with you. <laughs> and, and do the chemical work that we need. Mm -hmm. And then we go back into the springtime relationship. And I feel like we judge ourselves so much when we are in the winter, full winter time of our uh, cycles of our relationship. And when we don't communicate, and I love that you're bringing communication back into it, because there's an art of communication and especially there's an art for asking, for asking mm. what we want, asking what we desire, what our needs are, what our fantasies are, what a turn on are. And many times we don't give ourselves permission to ask. We don't value you know, what we need, what we desire, what we dream of. Like we don't value it as well. And then, then we self-sabotage ourselves. And then we assume and we presume that the person that we're with, they, they don't care about it. Like they, they're not like, they cannot read our mind and we expect them to read our mind when it's our responsibility to communicate clearly all of the things that we, we just, you know, we need, desire that we must have in the relationship that we decided to explore. I remember uh, these women sharing, and I think like it comes a lot for women, um, you know, and she said something that like I was like I was like my whole body like broke into pieces of sadness because I was like oh my god like she's not just talking for herself like she's talking for a great majority of the population she said um you know I didn't think my need and my desire matter Ugh. and I was like Ugh. Like she's like, I didn't think my needs and my desires matter. It was like a, like a big cold shower that like I was like, Phew. it was such a, a awakening of like, you know, a realization for us to understand that uh, when it comes to need and desires, especially desires, many times we think that they don't matter. Sorry, the, the, the thing about that is, is that like, I think, you know, as people, as, as human beings, like when we get to fulfill someone else's desire, um, it's really kind of a gift, right? I like to say that it is a gift to ask for something because the other person gets to say yes. And the other person gets to add to your happiness. And then, you know, there's a, there's a, there's a synergy that happens. Like, you know, when I give to you and you fully receive me, then you give to me because you fully received me. And it's this kind of weird thing that we don't, um, that, that we don't really think about, but it's like, so one of the things that, um, one of the places where I suggest people think is about like, you know, the love languages. Um, you know, this is a piece about really knowing yourself. It's like, how do you give and receive love mm -hmm. and letting your partner know that, 
right? And knowing your partners. Because like, for instance, my love language is um, acts of service and my partners is words of affirmation. And so for like the first, you know, eight months of our relationship while we were, you know, basically new relationship energy, like I would bring him this cup of chai in the morning. And this cup of chai represented my love and my blessings and my, you know, just, just like everything I wanted to give to him and for him to have. And he was receiving a cup of tea, right? and didn't understand why I was mad because there wasn't enough gratitude there. And I didn't understand why he didn't understand. Well, when I start, so when I started actually being able to add words in and telling him, you know, I love and appreciate you and want you to have an amazing day, he was able to receive both of those things and give it back to me in a way that I could understand and I could feel love. And like, you know, over the years, it's kind of become sort of a game, you know, a game um, where like he'll take out the trash and he'll make sure that I know that he's taking out the trash so I can appropriately, you know, uh, worship him with my words, you know. And so he gets his need for words filled. I get my need for, for, um, for service filled. We both feel filled up. We both feel, you know, happy and, you know, we're much more willing to play in that, in those aspects. Like if he asks me to watch a movie after he's taken out the trash, he has a much higher chance of getting a yes. <laughs> Thank you. This is great, great information. Um, I wish I'd like to wrap it up. It's about the, uh, the, the art of asking, the power of asking and the gift of asking. So um, I think like it has mm. such an incredible conversation. Thank you so much, Debbie, for joining us today. How the people can uh, get in touch with you and connect with you if they want to learn more from you? Absolutely. So the easiest thing to do is to go to my website, debracat.com, and that's D-E-B-O-R-A-H-K-A-T.com. And uh, I'm happy. I offer a, a free a freedom and clarity session, which is a great way for us to get to know each other and um, for you to walk away with some, some thoughts to play with in your own relationship. And again, I just want to thank you so much for having me. It's been amazing to talk with you. I, I really appreciate, you know, that you are such a great combination of, you know, the spirit and the kink and the body and the sovereignty. And like, I just love what you're up to in the world. And um, it's been such an honor to get to spend some time with you today. Thank you so much. I love you, Deborah. I appreciate you so much. Thank you. Thank you, everyone, for joining us today to another incredible, amazing episode here at Mastering Life, Relationship, and Intimacy with Lucia Gabriela. And I see you next time. Thank you for joining us on today's episode. And remember, you are a powerful, incredible, and delicious creator and master of your life. Loving you and see you next time.